The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with a well-known name in the WA exploration scene, Kazalia Resources. For those who know their AFL footy history, yes, it is kind of appropriate, appropriate given its footy final season. Now, Kazali trades under the code CAZ or Charlie Alpha Zulu. It last traded at 4.7 cents for a market cap of 17.5 million, against which it is holding cash investments of about 12 million. So there's a lot of upside leverage there to exploration success. I mentioned that Kazali is a well known name, with Nathan McMahon and Clive James sharing the MDC roles over the years. They are still there, but Kazali has recently appointed Tara French as CEO MD. We have Tara with us today, but before jumping into our chat, I'll just mention that Kazali is active on a number of fronts in WA, both on a wholly owned basis and in joint ventures with other companies. We're talking about copper gold near Horse Creek in the Kimberley, golden-based metals in the Ashburton, and gold slash nickel in the Eastern Goldfields near Laverton. Kazali also has an interesting exposure to iron ore through royalty arrangements, as well as a shareholding and royalty arrangement in the new iron ore float Equinox Resources, which is in the process of raising up to $9 million to pick up the running at a 340 million tonne iron ore project in the heart of the Pilbara. So lots to talk about today, so let's get on with it. Hi Tara, welcome to the podcast. Hi Barry, thanks, how are you? Good, thanks. Now Tara, uh, you joined in July, I was just wondering, uh, it'd be great if you could give us a bit of a feel for your professional background uh, before arriving at the company, and what excites you about the new gig at Kazali? Thanks, Barry. Um, Yeah, I guess my previous experience has been brief stints in underground mining and then most recently, um, 14 years with Regis Resources, uh, exploring the Duke and Greenstone Belt um, and also exploration in New South Wales for those guys. Um, It was, you know, a great, great career working with those guys, but um, certainly uh, I saw a great opportunity with Kazali. And they've got fantastic ground, some really exciting prospects. So, yeah, I'm keen to get my tea stuck into it. So you've uh, been involved with the finding of a lot of gold over time. What, uh, Dukedon? Six or seven million ounces, I suppose? A couple of million ounces in New South Wales? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the New South Wales prospect, we were drilling out in the Kefilamis project. Um, but, yeah, definitely much more on the discovery side in the Dukedon Greenstone Belt. That was pretty exciting. We found about six million ounces over the time of about 14 years. So, yeah, it was a very successful exploration and looking forward to some more of that with Kazali. For sure. Okay. Now, uh, Mount Angelo North, the uh, copper gold project you've got up uh, uh, Horse Creek, about 25 kilometres south in the Kimberley. Uh, you've been pulling some nice copper and zinc hits there recently and I know there's a, already a, a smallish resource there, but uh, presumably you see lots of upside. Fill us in on the results and what you see as the upside there. Yeah, that's right, Barry. So the team recently completed um, some RC drilling and a diamond tail as well in June. 
this year. So as everyone knows, results are quite slow to come back from the labs, but we've got all the RC drilling back now and got some fantastic results, which really firmed up um, some of the oxide mineralization and reinterpretation of results also shows that we've got now two high grade zinc zones, which are extending down plunge. Um, so there's, there's plenty of upside on that deposit and, and also room for extension. It's an interesting one. I was looking at some of its history that every big name in the mining industry has had a look at it over the years, including BHPs, Asarcos, Newmonts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what is it about the rock setting up there that you think there, there could be something sizable? Well, it's, I guess it's your typical VMS setting. Um, that's the that's Mount Angelo prospect itself. Um, so there's there's potential for mu- for more of that style of mineralisation. But I guess the other exciting thing we've got at Halls Creek is also the potential for porphyry copper mineralisation. Um, so that's our bomby target that we're also planning on drill testing later this year. Right, and uh, bomby's about two kilo- uh, two, two and a half kilometres to the southwest. That's um, uh, is it lower grade but a larger scale potential. Yeah, that's right, Barry. So the footprint here at Bomby is about a kilometre long um, and we've had some previous, you know, really broad intercepts, sort of 92 metres at 0.4% copper, 178 metres at 0.3% copper. Um, So we're really excited about this prospect and, you know, just uh, waiting on um, various government approvals and also heritage clearance so we can get back in there and conduct some drilling. Yeah, you're you're probably well aware, I guess, that... uh... Down, way down south and across in Queensland, uh, people with long, thick intersections of uh, you know, 1%, 0.9%, 0.8% copper are uh, starting to enjoy big market caps as people get excited about the $4 plus copper price we've got at the moment. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exciting time for copper, that's for sure, Barry. So, um, yeah, we're anticipating, hopefully, uh, drilling towards the end of October this year. Now, just on uh, Mount Angelo North again, the uh, the results that you have reported, nine metres at 12.5 and then nice thick one of 24 at 3.38% copper. Does, um, is that going to be indicative of the overall resource, you think, or will it bulk out to something still uh, with a decent grade? Yeah, no, I think, uh, I guess certainly there's a few zones in there, Barry. So certainly the upper zone, uh, the more shallow part of the resource, that should run at a fairly high grade. Um, mm-hmm. The infill drilling there confirms that. Um, and the upside of it is, you know, we've also got, um, well, now we've got evidence for zinc um, grades increasing with depth. So anything above 2%, we're looking at that down plunge. Right. The um, the exploration, uh, you you still got results coming from the diamond holes in the lab, you were saying? Yeah, that's correct, Barry. Uh, and they were, were they chasing the zinc at depth? Or? So that one was also looking at an EM target down dip. So so we'll see what that one turns up with. Okay. Any timing on that or is it a bit impossible with labs the way they are? <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit impossible. We are hope, hoping for late next week. And I think the tonnage you've got there is uh, uh, just shy of 2 million tonnes at uh, decent copper grade. I was just wondering, that part of the world, what would you need, do you think? Probably 10 million tonnes to have a development project on your hands, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I guess ideally, Barry, we'd like, we would like to double the size of the resource. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that would be great for us. Um, so we'll, we'll work on that as well as uh, looking for additional resources, uh, which either parallel this or run along strike. Um, and also, as I said, just exploring for some larger porphyry copper deposits. Okay. And I'll just double check on Bonnie. The plan there was... is. 
you're working up drill targets or you're about to drill? What's the yeah, so we've, we've already done a fair bit of work on that, Barry. So looking at the geochemistry and what the plan is there is really to target um, target the intercepts that we've already got and see if we can get some better definition on this deposit, uh, what's going on with the copper grades with depth and gold. Uh, so that's the plan for this phase of drilling. All right, let's uh, go down to the Eastern Goldfields, the Mount Venn joint venture with Woomera Mining uh, looking for gold, and I guess possibly nickel as well. Uh, three Bears drill results uh, were out recently. What's it telling us and what's the forward plan? Yeah, so um, the, there's consistent mineralisation across the Three Bears uh, mineralised trend. So, you know, so that's positive. The, the interesting thing is that there is still potential along strike. They've got wide zones there already, sort of 4 metres at 2.1. 12 metres at 1.9, um, but there's certainly further further work required there to to get on to the economic intercepts. Right. And just located, if you can, for people, it's it's on the uh, western limb of the Yamana belt, that's right? Yeah, that's correct, Barry. So we're about 125 k's northeast of Laverton there, um, mm-hmm. and the project area's got about 50 kilometres strike, a relatively unexplored greenstone belt, which is surprising, but it still happens. Yeah. Uh, is that uh, so? You're in the same neck of the woods as the uh, six million ounce um, Gruyere deposit. Yeah, correct. That's right, Barry. So um, not too far from that deposit, probably about uh, fifty kilometres to the west. Hmm, okay. All right. Let's go up back up to the Ash, uh, Ashburton. Um, and your ground sits between Northern Stars uh, one point two million ounce Paulson's mine and Kalamazoo's one point six million ounce Mount Olympus project. Uh, again, a very lightly explored area, and I get the feeling that you're chasing some new ideas there. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm pretty excited about this project, Barry. You know, we've got a large footprint out there in the Ashburton, about uh, 2,500 square k's. Uh, we've done a lot of desktop work at this point, but we've had some really, really good work done by PGN, so they're structural specialists. Right. And what that's shown us is we've got three major mantle tapping structures that run across our tenements. Um, this is pretty exciting. Um, you know, any geologist sort of knows that these are generally the structures that carry your fluids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so for us, it is a big greenfields play. Um, so it will take a bit of time, but um, we've already got some targets. We're heading up there next uh, week just to have a look on the ground. But the plan here for us moving forward is to firm up the targets with some geochemistry um, you know, just do some ground truthing uh, mm. and then um, with a bit of luck, get stuck into the drilling. Okay. And the, the, the targets that you're working up, um, is that a combination of uh, uh, geophysical and uh, ground sampling or is there anything in particular that you can use as an exploration te- technique to zero in on the target? Yeah, it will be, Barry, for sure. So um, I think... Uh, well, the deposits around the district are structurally controlled. Right. Uh, so what they do have in common uh, is the fact that they're, you know, they're basically sitting on splays off the main uh, Nanjulgadi fault. Um, we know we've got Nanjulgadi faults also a mantle tapping structure. So we know we've got a number of these. So what we'll be looking for is structural complexity around those. Um, what's also effective in the area that you can see based on previous exploration is geochemistry. So we will be using a lot of geophysics to narrow down our structures and also geochemistry in conjunction with that to refine our targets. Right. And that is uh, 100% owned. I'm just wondering, uh, given the nature of the, 
being uh, very much greenfields, but with uh, exciting uh, potential. Uh, the intention is to continue on as 100%? Yeah, that's right, Barry. Um, you know, there's a lot of potential here. And, and you know, Kazalia are in a great position where we've got a lot of money in the bank, so we're well positioned to, to conduct this exploration ourselves. Yeah, okay. Uh, now, iron ore, um, there's some big news for the company there with the Equinox IPO. Can you just run through investors uh, what's happened there and what uh, the company's ongoing exposure to that uh, I think they call it uh, the Hammersley Iron Ore Project, which is a bit, a bit cute, but nevertheless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. Um, yeah, so Kazali had a 30% share in that project, Barry, um, and you would have seen the recent release from Equinox Resources. So that's been spun out and Equinox are now going to be responsible for driving the development of that project. So the Hammersley Iron Ore Project, um, Kazali has done quite well there. Um, with their deal receiving 15 million shares, um, mm-hmm. undiluted equity, um, and also between 2.55 to 2.85 performance shares. And we'll also retain a royalty on that as well. Okay. And at the issue price, those shares, uh, excluding the performance shares, worth about $3 million. The intention is to uh, hold those and see what it uh, evolves. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, we've got confidence in that project, Barry, which is why we're still retaining an interest. Yeah, it was interesting to see Mineral Resources and others uh, stomping around the field with picking up assets at some fairly fancy prices recently. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on there, isn't there? Mm. Even with the uh, flash crash, back to uh, what is still a fantastic price, of course, 145, 150 a tonne. Yeah, absolutely. So no expiration for iron ore on Kazali's own accounts now. It's all... Uh, put through uh, the Equinox float? Yeah, that's right, Barry. I mean, we're certainly open to to looking at new projects and we're constantly reviewing projects that, that are going to fit our portfolio. Um, so we're not saying we won't pick up anything else. But um, mm-hmm. for now, yes, those are, those have been divested. And one that uh, I followed uh, some time back when Cobalt was all the rage, uh, you've got a Cobalt project, is it? Nam- Nam- I can't say the word. In, I'll say Africa. Namibia. Is that still on the uh, portfolio? Yeah, look, it is, Barry. Uh, We are looking at divesting that project and that's really purely from, you know, I guess a logistical point of view. Mm -hmm. You know, we certainly believe that the target target area has got significant potential. Um, You know, we're in really prospective ground there. Um, You know, we're sort of a a long strike essentially, like we're in the same stratigraphy as the Celsius resources. That's cobalt right. copper deposit, mm-hmm. which is huge. You know, they've sort of got 225 million tonnes at 0.12% cobalt and 0.4% copper. Um, so, you know, there's there's huge potential there, but the, just the logistics around us operating over there is a bit difficult at the moment. Yeah, it's hard enough getting out of Melbourne and crossing the <laughs> state border, let alone getting into Africa somewhere. Oh, but, yeah. Although um, you should get a decent value for that. Uh, cobalt seems to be lighting up. Yeah, that's right. And, it, you know, it's a huge footprint over there. There's sort of over 1,000 square kilometres of, of prospective ground that we've got. Um, Kazali does hold 95%, um, so predominantly owned. Um, and, yeah, it is. there's huge potential there. You know, with, with, there's already been a fair bit of surface geochemistry and there's already large surface uh, geochemical anomalies to test, you know, in the order of sort of 20, kil- 20 kilometres strike length. Yeah. Okay. Now, you've mentioned that you're particularly keen on the Ashburton, but I was just wondering, as the new CEO, do you see yourself 
taking Kazali off into some other areas uh, before long? Uh, yeah, I mean, we are, as, I guess, as I said, Barry, we're certainly open um, to obtaining some uh, more projects in our portfolio. Uh, so we are looking at, at more projects potentially in, you know, sort of WA Greenstone as, as we've sort of seen of recent times, it becomes dip- difficult operating interstate these days. So mm, yeah. so I, needless to say, I think we still will be WA focused for the near term at least. Fair enough. Okay, so let's wrap it up for investors. What should they uh, be looking out for in coming months? And at the end of that, if I could just get a feel from you, if you're enjoying life as uh, in a listed company as MD CEO. Yeah, so I guess the... the um, in the near term, our intention is to get back out to Halls Creek and conduct some more drilling on the Bommy Prospect. Uh, so we're going to do a number of deep uh, RC holes there, testing geochemical anomalies and also following up on broad copper intercepts. So that will probably be around October. So unfortunately, results are a bit slow to come by, so we might not see anything there until November or December, unfortunately, as far as results go. Um, and then, yeah, really enjoying the gig at Kazali, having a great time. Um, got a really great crew. Um, you know, I'm just keen to get out and have a look at the projects, which we're going to do next week. Get out and have a bit of a look in the field, which will be good. Fantastic. Okay, there we go, folks. Uh, Kazali Resources uh, cashed up. Uh, lots of activity up in Halls Creek and uh, coming up in the Ashburton. And, of course, there's that uh, interest that... Uh, with the iron ore and uh, Equinox, who knows what they'll do post-listing. So we'll be watching with interest. So Tara, thanks for your time today and all the best with it. Thanks a lot, Barry.